0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and is always with me today. It's Mr. Jake Peters, and we are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 268. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at AnchorLess underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at JakeSaw01. As always, you can write us at ps this is awesome at gmail.com and most importantly don't forget to share the show with your friends make sure to leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit and as a reminder this is a video podcast so you can watch the show if you want so if you've been listening on your preferred podcasting platform you can actually go subscribe to that YouTube channel and watch us every week do the podcast if you prefer for new and our long time listeners we have a patreon you can support our show for one dollar a month the level is called the one and only one dollar club head over to www.patreon.com slash PS this is awesome and we'll mail you one of these free die cut vinyl stickers into mail and uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show and uh, for a dollar a month it goes a long ways in helping us keep this show up uh, kind of running as consistently and, um, you know, as efficiently as possible. So, uh, we do appreciate our patrons out there and, uh, we hope to see some more of you jump on, um, when the time is right for you. But, uh, yeah, Jake with that out of the way. How are you feeling and how are you doing today? This
1: podcast might sound like shit because it already seems like there's latency issues. So, uh, i'm not getting any
0: that of that out over there. here but okay but thank you as long you. as
1: you're hearing me if you're hearing me okay that's fine because mm-hmm. you're recorded locally because you sound kind of jumbly a little bit on my side oh not enough i can't understand you but um just a smidge mm. keeping you keeping you aware um thank you anywho uh i'm doing okay i, I had a really long week i Had some really kind of crazy, crazy work shit going on, and then I had a hockey game last night, so I was up late, and Mm. so I'm a bit, a bit, uh, a bit out of sorts today. Just kind of vegging, which is really uncommon for (laughs) me. Usually on the weekends, I'm trying to do stuff, Uh, but I just didn't have any energy today. So I've been playing, playing some video games. Other than that, not a whole lot.
0: Yeah, good. Good. Well, I'm happy to hear that you're uh, seemingly doing well, and that you uh, have a lot of shit going on. You know, I, I guess that's not good, but it, it is good to get through it when you have it. You know, I've always kind of found that the crazier my work weeks are, uh, the more appreciative I am of the weekend. But it does feel good to push through those those barriers. In work life, I don't know, but very good, man. Um, I've not had a very eventful week. I'm still sick. I'm still on antibiotics. I don't know if they're actually even helping. It might not have even even been a situation where I needed the antibiotics. But for those who don't know, my band, One of By Land, had a concert last night. We're recording this on Saturday. Uh, We usually record the podcast on Saturday, but it is the 18th of March, 2023, for the sake of posterity. And uh, we played last night at a place in Erie on St. Paddy's Day, St. Paddy's Night. And uh, the place was called Jekyll and Hyde's. And that place is not equipped to handle a band like us. Um, We played on the floor, which I don't mind doing. You know, we don't need a stage. Um, I'm more than okay with... uh, you know, that aspect of things. But it was, uh, elbow to asshole, as they say, as far as, uh, people. And, you know, typically that's a good thing. But in our situation, it was really annoying because, uh, we, we had a lot of trouble. Um, we have a lot of fucking gear. I mean, we had half stacks. Uh, we had. We were, first of all, way, way louder than I think anybody wanted us to be. Um, But I don't think anyone cared. There was actually a couple that were like, oh, it's about time fucking to see a real band. You know, (laughs) I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And they were like older. um, So I didn't expect that from them. But uh, yeah, man, it, it was awesome. We had a really good time. But the problem is, is I wasn't fully over my cold yet or whatever this is. And uh, you know the way that I sing and the way that we perform, it, it did me no favors in healing. So I, I just feel run down. I feel like I haven't gotten the proper rest. You know, uh, Sundays you and I have been doing the uh, Last of Us podcast, and that wrapped up, which I'm really happy uh, about the way that whole thing went. It was a good experiment. We we met every. Well, Monday's been doing it. Sorry. Watching the show Sunday night. So, and it didn't necessarily air. The Last of Us HBO series doesn't air until nine o'clock at night. So there's really no rest. And, uh, you know, we're, we're both early birds when it comes to going to work. Like I'm up at six in the morning. So, you know, and then work all day, get back. Then we record the episode on Monday. So I, I have not had much rest. The show was good though. And, uh, We're going to keep this podcast a little shorter for the listeners. Um, I was combing through some uh, news points and whatnot, but I haven't really found a whole lot. And I don't think uh, we did have a request by played by Ken a while back. We'll get to that with listener feedback. But outside of that, man, I just uh, have not been doing a whole lot except for resting. I I did start gaming a little bit um, today, you know. I uh, worked all day yesterday, and then I had to prepare and drive out to Erie for that gig. So, and we were out till like, I didn't get home till like one in the morning. And uh, I, I actually slept in until like nine, and I couldn't believe it. Because usually on any given day, I'm up before eight o'clock, and I can't help it. I'm just up. Because I have this nagging urge to just, you know, we don't have kids, but like just this urge to fucking hit the ground running. Like there's just too much shit that I want to do. So I slept in till nine today, a little bit after. So I'm feeling rested from that, but I still have this congestion stuff. My voice sounds a little better. I'm sure the listeners can tell. Um, But uh, I still don't feel top notch. Uh, I've had some communication with LJ, my buddy Mike. We're we're making progress on the one of land album art uh, man, it's looking sweet. Uh, I have one more song to sing and I just can't do it in the state that I'm in right now, especially after playing last night. So that's kind of where I'm at in life. I uh, just uh, you know, trudging through the steps. we were gonna take uh, all of this upcoming week off, Chelsea and I off of work because we were gonna have this, uh, we were gonna gut our bathroom and we have a full bathroom and then we have a quarter bathroom. And, uh, the full bathroom is what we're getting renovated. And, uh, all I wanted was to have, have someone who knows what the fuck they're doing, put a tub in and then put a vent fan in and, uh. Because we only have one place to shower. I and mean, We can go to our parents or whatever. They live close enough. But I wanted to get those two things just kind of like done and done kind of quick. So this this guy came and he was going to give us a quote. Yet, Long story short, we were going to take all this upcoming week off work to gut everything out of there. And they were going to come uh, after the week was over, preferably. That was the plan. And uh, the dude just fucking went MIA on us. So it's a good thing we didn't do anything yet. And this is the same dude that did our roof and stuff. So um, I trust him. He knows his stuff. He's good. You know, in Northwestern PA, a lot of Amish people do a lot of work. Um, you know, they're, they're contracting and they're, they they they're quick. This is how they make their their living. A lot of a lot of the men. Ow! Jesus, goes my neck. Jesus, sorry. Oh, it's, I'm fucking sore. Um, but. Oh, that fucking hurt. Hit a nerve. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that sounds awesome on the podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm just getting old. But anyway, so I'm not taking off of work next week, dude. So uh, nothing exciting to report on. You know, we're just playing it by year. So I'm not ripping that bathroom apart until I know that I'm going to have a tub relatively soon afterwards. So because li- I'm one of those people who take at minimum two showers a day. I was like, to fucking be clean, dude. That's, uh, I
1: have always been a big fan of taking showers. It's really bad for your skin. But, yeah. um, so I started, uh, if I can, um, unless I'm like stinky or dirty, like if I take a second shower, usually it's just a quick, like, No soap, I just rinse off and thaw out and stuff, and then you know because it. I mean, the hot water alone dries your skin out, but if you are sudsing up two or three times a day, yeah, right. It makes it worse whenever you uh, whenever you can't shower because your body's used to getting rid of
0: it, so you produce extra shit. Yeah, there's nothing like hitting your body with sandpaper three times a day. And hot water, scalding water. <laughs> but there is something to be said about taking a nice long, warm shower in the wintertime in this area. Like it's so relaxing. Like I, I've made a habit to to shower before I go to bed in the evenings. Because it just knocks me the fuck out. Um I can't. can't do I can't it. shower right, be- right before bed. I can shower
1: like maybe an hour or so before bed. But if I shower right before bed, I just sweat in bed. I can't – my mm. body temp – because I, sh- I shower with – I literally like the water so hot that I can barely even stand to come into contact with it. And so when I get out of the shower, I'm – my blood is so hot that when I get in fucking bed, I'm just sweating the whole time. <laughs> so I need to like cool off before I crawl right into bed.
0: Oh, that's so funny, man. I don't know why every time we do this podcast, the uh, – the layout is slightly different each time. I don't know what's going on. Like, on OBS, I'm looking at it, and, like, I'm trying to grab... My camera got moved. Oh, it did? Yeah. I right, maybe that's part of it, then. It's not a big deal. I'm trying to get it readjusted. Um, it's just fucking... Like, OBS, like, you know, like, here's the thing that I don't understand that computers, like, if anyone does anything with computers, and we'll get into video game talk in a second, like, you guys can see me slow. if you're watching the YouTube channel, me slowly adjusting and pulling Jake's little window here so that it, add, like, lines up right or close enough to being right. I've got a couple screens up on my computer when we do the podcast. i got the notes, I've got OBS, I've got Discord, so, um... It's just kind of funny because you can't nudge shit in some programs. Like, you can't just, like, tap it over a scotch. Like, it's like, it just wants to go, al- oh, maybe you can. If you use the arrow keys, you can. Ah, look at this. I just learned something. Ah, talked my way through this one. But, yeah, anyways, let's get to fucking video game talk, man. Let's quit wasting our time and our listeners' time today. So that's how we're doing. That's the intro for the show. Let's just go right into games that we're playing, Jake, this week. Uh, I've already kind of told the listeners where I'm at in life. Uh, I've just started gaming again um, after a sabbatical. Um, No choice of my own. I just haven't felt well. Um, But we know the video games will be there for me um, whenever I'm ready for them. So I am... About twenty five hours now into Mass Effect Three, um, and I think I'm getting pretty darn close. Uh, without spoiling anything, I, I've I've I don't in the way that you do the missions in this game. Like who fucking knows? This is not even an indicator of how far I am in the game. But I just I just found Legion again, so I don't know if that mm-hmm. tells you anything. But and then uh, Streets of Rage Four, I popped a trophy. I was. Uh, Man, not the plat, but uh here's my little thing here. You can see I have it circled. I put it up on the uh the YouTube channel 'cause I want to start loading shit in what we talk about um pictures and stuff. So I have a thousand silver trophies now, which is awesome. There you go, viewers. You can look at that. Read 'em and weep. Uh one thousand for me, silver trophies. But the uh the thing of it is is like I was sitting there. And I was like, what's a fucking game? Because I was laying down. I wasn't feeling great. And I talked about Streets of Rage 4 and how good it was. So I went back to look at the trophies that I needed. And I needed to play through the entire game single player with the character Floyd. And uh, you have to play it through with all of the uh, standard characters for Streets of Rage 4, each one through the game to, to pop their individual trophy. The only one I hadn't done it with yet was Floyd, who's kind of like a big tanky kind of guy with robotic arms, and uh, he's kind of like Zan, um, if you're familiar with Streets of Rage 2, I think, or Streets of Rage 3, uh, but he's he's just a fucking beast, and uh, I had a game saved at like stage seven, and I'm like, oh, I must have already started this playthrough trying to get Floyd, but when you go to load up a game in, this, in Streets of Rage, it doesn't tell you you know, maybe it does if I looked hard enough, but I, I just presumed that this was my playthrough of Floyd. So I just picked Floyd and played from seven the way through. And it, the trophy didn't pop. And I'm like, fuck. So then I had to play stages one through six as Floyd. <laughs> so I must have loaded the wrong save because I had another save that was like stage four. So, anyways, long story short, I popped it. I have two, two, tro- two trophies left. I have over two. Two point three million points in this game. One of the when another trophy will pop on. I hit a total of five million, so I have to play a fuck ton more. Hmm. But I'm willing to do it because the game's fun. And then the only other trophy I have, the Platinum Streets Rage Four, is I have to beat every level on hard mode or hard. No, I have to get S rank. On hard motor harder, yeah, that's what it is, and that's gonna be a bitch. Um, so I got a, f- I'm gonna, I'm destined to do it, man. I'm determined to do it, but I, I haven't yet. My goal was to jump back into Moss Book Two today. I didn't get around to putting the headset on just because. I spent the day hanging out with the dog, doing some 3D printing. Finished up my Cursed City box set, painted all that. Now, I only had one mini left to paint, so I didn't get to any other games. But Mass Effect three, and I play Little Streets of Rage four. Um, but that's it, man. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm ready to play something slightly different than Matt, uh, Mass Effect three. And I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready for something new. Jake, what are you playing?
1: Um. Well, just a, a little. Quick sidebar, I would suggest uh, Res Evil 4 Remake if you're mm-hmm. looking for a new game because I played the demo for that yeah. and uh, it's like literally two seconds long. It's like it's very short, but um, it reminds me of playing the original, but it just seems so good. So I don't know if I'll pick it up right away. Because I have played the original, but it's getting very good reviews. Like, I think it's at, like, a 93 right now Mm. on Metacritic. Um, So, I figured that this game would either get get really good reviews or really bad reviews because of the uh, nostalgia factor, I guess. But, um, I mean, it seems pretty good, and they honestly putting modern controls in it and everything and it's kind of like it reminds me a lot of Resident Evil 2 uh, remake and it's just man that game is so so good so I would highly recommend it the, the demo I know a lot of people like maybe don't want to play the demo because they don't want to like they don't want to um Spoil the game for themselves or whatever, which is fine. I mean, I, I don't think the demo really tells you anything. But if you've never played any kind of Resident third-person Resident Evil game before, and you're kind of interested in what it's like before you go ahead and buy it, maybe it's worth it. But like I said, I, I literally got through the demo in like twenty minutes, and and probably half of that was like cutscenes and stuff. So it's not like it was really. It was basically just showing you kind of what the game looks like. Yeah. Um, which is which is cool. So I did that like late last night. It was like after I got home from hockey. So it was probably like midnight when I played that. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, I haven't been able to play very many games this week. So just because I've been working super long hours, but I uh, have been just chipping away at um, Hogwarts, mm-hmm. um, still, and I unlocked all of the spells, so I don't know how far into the game I am, but I have to imagine that I'm, like, probably, probably two-thirds of the way through it, um, and I think that, uh, I should be able to finish it up hopefully in another two or three weeks, depending on sure. what my schedule's like. And then I haven't really. I don't know that I've really gotten a chance to play hardly any um, GT Seven since the last time we played. Yeah, but uh, that would have been the only other thing that I would have would have played. So so nothing really new to new to report other than playing the RE Four demo. I I did consider because I was listening to some content about uh, the the fuck is the new destiny expansion called Lightfall, Lightfall or something yeah so i've been listening to some stuff about that and it kind of got my got my kind of uh feelings up for destiny like wanting to jump back in like that's that game is fun to just kind of jump in and run around and shoot shit for a while mm-hmm. and just kind of have fun when you're not you're not like between games or something at least for me so i thought about booting it up because uh a lot of times – and this kind of annoys me. If I have a game installed on my console, it should always be updated. Oh, But yeah. sometimes games will not install if you haven't st- – or update if you haven't started them yeah. in a while. Mm-hmm. And so I might boot that up this evening just so it will install the fucking update for it. Um, cause I am interested in the, I just, I like the imagery of the new expansion. So I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right away, but I kind of want to see what's going on, uh, in the world and what kind of new missions and stuff. Cause they'll at least let you play the, the, um, like the intro mission to the campaign. They always like give that out as a freebie. And then if you want to play the rest of it, you can buy up or whatever. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to kind of bring up real quick, just before we kind of jump in, is that I we had talked about last week. I think it was uh, it was uh, out Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition. Yes. Um, I haven't heard anything about. I, I was suggesting to players that like <clears throat> that game is really good and maybe this is a point where you could jump in or whatever. That was prior to release. Apparently, it's really fucked up. so and like a lot of people are just playing the original version of it because there are two different SKUs so uh, I don't know I've heard this about the PC version I don't know about the PS5 version so hopefully nobody out there went and bought Spacers Choice Edition off of my say so and then found out that it's totally fucked um if you did my apologies uh Hopefully you can get a refund or something, but yeah, I, do, right. I do, I do, I <laughs> do, uh, I do maintain that the original game is still very good. So, anyway,
0: all right, well, that's all I got. Very good. Um, thanks for being transparent. The uh, what what we normally do is dive into listener feedback, and there was some feedback that we, <laughs> dude, in my fucking fever pitch, dreaming weirdness. Um, of all last week, which is a blur, I uh, played by Ken, had written in on our Patreon, and he had felt like, man, like he did a lot of stuff to have us try out Gran Turismo 7 with uh, the ability to share content and stuff. And uh, he doesn't have a VR headset as far as I know, but he was, he had recorded some content, I think, of some gameplay of him. Um, and in the gameplay, you can shift your chair or uh, the view. You know what I mean. When you're when you're watching somebody else's playthrough, you can sit in the seat. You can watch from afar. You can watch, you know, different views. So he did a lap around a couple different tracks, I think, and he and he titled it like "PS This is Awesome" PSTIA or something. He wanted us to pull that up and see if we could essentially. In VR, relive his lap around the race because he didn't record it in VR, Um, and he wanted. He was like, it was kind of, and he he mentioned it'd be kind of like him taking us for a lap around the track, which is actually exactly what that would be like. It'd be really cool, Um, but I admittedly have felt like like shit, and I haven't even gotten into that lately. But played by Ken, I hear you, and we're going to try this. So I'll let you know. I'll give you an uh, yeah,
1: I feel bad too, because like I said, i've like I haven't played very much at all this week because of work, so it just kind of the the cards fell kind of funny this week, so we'll try we'll try to try to do it um
0: before over the, the next, next couple of days so
1: we can we can get back at you next week,
0: yeah, so we hear you, and uh you know, played by Ken, I believe is a patron, so um, we definitely aren't ignoring you, dude. Uh, but yeah, so one black talon writes in, and you were talking about GT seven on the last episode, Jake, a little bit, and uh, you were talking about uh, some sort of shifting or something. And and uh, one black talon writes in and says, uh, I think the, the the term Jake was thinking of when shifting is called heel and toe. Um, we were talking about using two feet, right, for racing and driving and stuff. Is there, I I don't know the reference exactly, but I know it came well, up on the show. I think he's referring to when I was talking about how like
1: pro race car drivers mm-hmm. actually use one foot oh, to control the gas and the brake at the that's same time, be it. so that they can shift and stuff. And maybe this is what he's mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: referring to. So
0: um, yeah, thanks. Cool. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah, and then played by Ken did write in. Um, four days ago and uh, about our last episode which was 267 and uh, he is we had a big long conversation Jake you and I about you know some of the fuck fuckedness that Gran Turismo 7 is after being so gushing about it and he said um, we said they're they're also kind of sick over there. So yeah, I hope you guys are feeling better. played by Ken, but he said uh, you guys are standing right on the edge of the rabbit hole that is quote unquote everything wrong with everything wrong and terrible with GT seven. And he says, careful how closely you look in. Some things, once seen, can't be unseen. To answer a few of your Gran Turismo seven questions. The roulette, despite showing a one-in-five chance, is heavily weighted. It's definitely coded to have the least valuable item weighted at around 90% and the best item at 0.5%. It's such a dishonest practice that it infuriates many. Um, Next next point, he writes, is starting last. Uh, Rolling start with leader halfway around the track already is one of their ways of hiding the game's issues, as it's also a last-gen game. The PS4 can't keep a good frame rate with too many AI cars close together, so they have to space them out. The AI also set is set to use a lot of rubber banding. Um, if you slow down, they start driving slower too, and you can notice the leaders start to drive a little faster once you finally catch them. There's a lot more to it, but to keep it short, they're covering up shortcomings of the AI and game performance while also trying to make you feel successful every race. And then uh, he says a solution to this is go to a track and at the bottom choose custom race. Then you can configure your own race, including standing grid start with all the cars together. You can even choose to race against cars from your own in-game garage. And he said the game looks great, drives well, VR clearly successful. um, But once you start looking under the hood, you find a lot of problems. Did you know if you were to use microtransactions to buy... Just one of the most expensive cars in the game, it would cost you $200. U.S. That's not a typo. $200 real money for one car. Anyway, if you have a PC, find yourself Streets of Rage Remake. It's a free fan project, and it's awesome. Look it up here on YouTube. Thanks, Played by Ken. Man, always really love when you write the show and uh, you have all this good info, man. So thank you for that. I uh, listeners truly appreciate Making it as fucking well. look bad. What's that? Is it making us look bad? No, dude, he knows what's up. He's the Grand Turismo dude. No, that's
1: awesome. I I really appreciate the I kind of had some inklings about like I didn't I didn't know about the whole uh the I didn't think about the whole performance angle when it comes to the rolling start cuz cuz rolling starts are common in car racing. So, it's not like it's out of the ordinary. What was bugging me is that it's it is that you're starting last every time. And it makes sense that at a rolling start, if you were in the middle of the pack, the screen would be fucking full of cars. And it could cause performance issues on PS4. So I can totally understand that. They should have, like, a mode. I don't don't know. They they obviously can't change it for... uh, I'm honestly not that... getting a little schizophrenic here. I'm honestly not that uh, upset with the rolling start thing. Um or even like the starting last thing it's just annoying that i have to i have to like fly like part of the difficulty is just getting around essentially lappers they're not literally lappers but it's like they're just pylons that you're driving around and they make an obstacle which makes it hard for you to catch the people that are actually fast in the front um but yeah i i totally agree the whole microtransaction element of this game is is absolutely insane i mean I can't imagine I cannot imagine paying $200 <laughs> for anything for a for a fucking fake car that you drive around a track in virtual reality or, or or in like not virtual reality but like in a video game. But all of that said, the VR experience of actually driving the cars around the tracks is fucking a tier. So I – it's such a dichotomy of, of feelings with like the game because it's so fun to play in VR especially. But there are – I mean he's he's hit the nail on the head. There's just all of these like – these things that I can understand that only like the hardcore GT fans would really notice.
0: When you start looking and, under the hood, right? have
1: problems with it, you know? Uh, yeah. and it's very, very interesting. So yeah, keep writing in, man. That's a, that's a, uh, that's an interesting point. And I still love the game. I'm still going to keep playing it, but oh, yeah. based on the way that it's going, like I could definitely see there being a point where I'm just like, you can't go any further without contributing to some of this shit. And I'm just going to be out at that point. Um, and so, because I'm not a big I'm not a big online guy, so I think that that's going to get in my way a little bit. Too. We
0: still need to rip around um, though on the track online with VR heads.
1: Yeah, on. I do think it would be cool to do like a do a race between like you and I and fucking put it on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of interesting. Um, be fucking rad. But anyway, cool. All right, Thanks, cool.
0: Man. Well, let's get into the news. It's it was a a very mild week um, this week of news, and uh, we're going to start with some sad news. If you haven't heard. But uh before we get into the news, just keep in mind that I'm not feeling well and we're kinda tired. So this episode we might be shortchanging you a little bit, but we'll try to keep it as long as it needs to be. Um at least we're being open about it. I'm just kinda like still gross feeling, but I'm on the mend and uh yeah, but let's get into it. So so the first news point, um, like I said, is is kinda sad and out of nowhere. Um, Lance Reddick uh, you know, has has died. Um, for those who don't know who Lance Reddick is, uh, first off, condolences to his family and everybody um, involved in that guy's life. Uh, Lance was best known for his long time acting pedigree in films with roles in John Wick, The Wire, Bosch, and more. But he was widely known in the gaming world as Silence from Horizon. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the DLC, Jake, that both you and I thought would have been probably the most interesting thing they could have done for Horizon, is now probably never gonna happen now that Silence has passed away. Well,
1: I mean, I have to imagine the DLC is basically done already. His voice acting stuff was. Do
0: you been, think been he's it, in it? They...
1: Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you. Unless unless they unless they weren't using the Silence arc as the DLC, right? And they're doing something else. Then the the thing that I'm wondering about is how they're going to do the third game. Mm. Um, because they it seems them? like he was. It seems like he was going to play a major role in the third game, as he had, his character had kind of made a more altruistic decision than than you would have expected at the end of the game, even though he's still kind of a dick. Mm. But um, I am really kind of saddened by this because. He was also, for those of you that don't know, um, probably even bigger than his role as Silence. He plays Zavala in Des- Destiny, okay, which is the which is the leader of the. I think he's the leader of the Titans. Yeah, I didn't know that. And uh, he's a, a blue guy, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's really too bad. I mean, he's such a, was such a talented actor, voice actor and traditional actor. And, uh, I think he's going to be, he's going to be missed in the industry for sure.
0: Yeah. Young 60, you know, wasn't very old in the scheme of things, really. Um, it's kind of strange and I, you know, i we're not going to get into the coroner's report and stuff. I have no idea what happened with the guy. I think they said natural causes though. So, um, just kind of sucks. It just goes, just goes to show, do what you love while you can.
1: Cause you never know how long you have. Yeah. And, uh you know, I get a lot of shit from my boss about stuff like playing hockey and ride motorcycles and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I understand that there's an element of risk there, but it's like, like with hockey specifically, it's like, I don't want to be f- fucking 70 and look back and be like, Oh, well, or, or maybe pass away younger than that or something. And like, look back on my deathbed and be like, Oh, I wish I had done this or I wish I had done that. Yeah. And so, uh, um. Yeah, sucks. Carpe 60 diem. Is so y- sixty's so young now. Like it, it's incredible to hear about someone dying that young. I mean, your parents are older than sixty. Yeah, dude. Right? I know. My I'll be sixty in nineteen in years.
0: It. Yeah, that's wild. That's young as fuck. Like when when you're in your forties, like sixties, like just around the corner. It's kind of <laughs> scary. To think, you know. I don't know. My family has a has a terrible history of heart issues and stuff. And, uh, yeah, my dad's dad went at 53. Um, my father has a couple stents. Uh, you know, so I'm just like, man, I feel like I'm a borrowed time all the time. So that's why I do so much shit. I do the music. I do the the podcast. I do the gaming stuff. I'm working nonstop, you know, writing, putting out records. Got two bands. Like, that's the thing. Do what you love. You don't know when it's going to be taken from you. So on a more... More bumming news, more bummer news, how about, and uh, this one really kind of caught me off guard, um, and Jake, you've issued an apology to the listeners, I guess I don't need to issue an apology, because I didn't tell anyone to buy this fucking game, but, um, dude, Switchback VR by Supermassive Games. Uh, man, it's like one of those dark coaster games where it's on rails and it's supposed to be super scary. They're using like the scenery and stuff from the, the dark pictures anthology, dude, it is getting fucking reviewed terribly, um, uh, for the PSVR two. And the big, one of the big issues is that people just say that this game looks so jank. Um, it doesn't look great. The, the visual fidelity is pretty low. It just has jump scares. Um, it's short, like four hours long. You know, uh, I don't know, man. But like you get on Reddit and you see people who are like, oh, yeah, I love the first one. This one's just more of the same. But like it should be a visual upgrade from the first one. You would think. Like, why would they not... Har- I would think so. Why would you not try to harness the, the power of the new PSVR 2? And the thing that's interesting about this is Supermassive came out and released a statement. And uh, I'm going to read the statement real quick because I thought this was really weird. It says, since the launch of Switchback VR yesterday, we have seen and heard the feedback that some players are experiencing graphical issues in the game. First off, I don't believe it's graphical issues. I think it's that the fucking graphics suck. (laughs) <laughs> and, so, and now they're saying Switchback VR was developed exclusively for PSVR 2. and We want to ensure that all of our players have the best possible experience while playing. The Switchback VR team have been investigating the issues raised as a matter of urgency. So far, a potential cause of the reported blurring has been identified with other issues still undergoing testing and reproduction. While the team continue to investigate these issues, we welcome additional reports via our Zendesk portal. We appreciate your patience and understanding in the meantime, and please rest assured that we will share additional communications regarding these issues when more information is available. So, what's really strange to me is like, do these companies not fucking play it? Like, if it was if it was developed exclusively on VR2, did they not play this? Because like the first the first game, uh, man, what the hell was it called? It wasn't Switchback. It was. Uh, you remember what they're... F- uh, wasn't it called, like, Rush of Blood or Yeah, something? yeah, Rush of Blood, and it did really well on PSVR. Again, though, the graphics, it wasn't the standout game because it was graphic, graphical. It was just, like, done really well. It was made really well. So my guess is that they probably just used the same old fucking engine and were like, eh, people like the first one so much, let's just do it again with new characters. It's just, you know, I... I, From what I understand is there are, there are choices you can make, Which I thought was a really great idea. So, like, you go through a part, right? And then you have a choice to go left or right. And you can choose one. And then you get to see what that path leads. And when you're done, it pulls out and shows you a map. And it shows you all the areas you didn't take the coaster through. So that you can go back and try it that way. And then, while you're riding the coaster, they do have hidden targets and stuff that unlock stuff. And, you know, mini-games inside the coaster. So... This could be a multitude of things. This could be individuals who were just maybe gobstopped by the first game because it was one of a, one of its kind. It, it's kind. It's been compared to kind of like the old school um, – what were those games called? The shooting games or the Evil Dead games or something like that, like in, in the arcades where you just had the guns and you shot zombies. Oh,
1: like Area 51 and stuff? Yeah, maybe
0: yeah. like that. Sure. Like stuff like that. It's been compared to those kind of games except it's way more immersive because you're in VR. But – you know, in the original uh, game for VR, uh, Russia Blood, the blacks weren't very dark. Uh, it did seem a little, even though you were in there, it felt like you were kind of still looking at a screen in a way. Like, you know, they should have improved on those things. And I think the problem is that people going in and playing this game, and I haven't played it, so just take my word for whatever. But if I took an educated guess, people not knowing what the game was playing it and being like this is a fucking call of mountain this isn't resident evil vr like this is four hours what the fuck this is thirty dollars four hours that's all the longer the first game was um i don't think that they're trying to sell you the game because it's a long game but i some of the reviews uh that i read were like ripping on how short the game was um but I, I don't think that's that's where the fun is. I, I think the fun is is in the scares and in the roller coaster thing, them putting you in situations where you can't really get out of the cart to run away and things come at you and it's kind of spooky, right? That's supposed to be kind of what it is. But I think that the visual fidelity, man, uh, I saw some video and it doesn't look good. And it's like, what the fuck were they doing? Um, I want to play this game. There's no demo for it. Uh, I want to play this game, but I'm not going to buy it right now. No way. Not after all of the, the, the smattering that it took from reviews. Do you have anything to say about this, Jake? Did you play the first one? No, I didn't play the first one.
1: Um, it didn't really interest me all that much, to be honest, but I, to me, this just seems like they were just lazy about it. Yeah. I don't think that the, I don't think that the, uh, and I, I'm really not, I'm really not trying to, for all I know, they worked really hard on it, and usually what this boils down to is them releasing something before it's ready or whatever. Um, But, like, I don't have an issue with the game's length. Four hours in VR is fucking plenty. Especially when they're jump-scaring the shit out of you and you have, like, branching paths you can go back and redo or whatever. Like, that's, that's totally fine but the fact that it like like looks and or plays like garbage like that's a problem in VR like it's got to at least look acceptable like even if it's not um even if it's not like photorealistic mm-hmm. it needs to at least look stylish stylistically good um you can't like be dropping a turd on this brand-new headset that has all this capability. Um, I don't know. It seems like Supermassive has been uh, really kind of fumbling a little bit since the release of Until Dawn, which is interesting. I know you're a big fan of the the Dark picture stuff, but...
0: One of um, the few, yeah.
1: yeah I was going to say, as a whole... I mean, I haven't played anything of there since Until Dawn, But um, I just hate to see – to me, the fact that they released a statement (coughs) tells me that they got caught with their pants down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because – like who published this game?
0: Do you have any idea? I'm looking here. Uh, Supermassive, the self-published. They self-published it? Mm -hmm. So –
1: Like, I don't know. Maybe the first game, Sony gave them some money to kind of get it on PSVR or whatever, because they were involved with the funding of Until Dawn. And maybe this one was just self published, so they just did, but they just kind of put whatever they felt like they should put into it. But to be clear, I am making all of these statements having not looked at any footage of the game. So I have no idea how bad it is. But uh, it is kind of weird.
0: Some of the – um, so the Push the push Square uh, review, uh, the, the only pros that it gave was that there were pinpoint controller tracking, a good use of haptic feedback, and some memorable moments. The cons that Push Square listed are long levels start to drag, lackluster combat encounters, blurry, unpolished presentations, space – or er, pace-sapping puzzle sequences. Oh, all a bit boring to be honest, and then it says quite expensive at launch, and enemies are unaffected by your attacks. Gave it a four out of ten. I I don't know
1: that thirty dollars is asking too much for this, but I will say that I don't know it, what uh, it costs. I, I have to look it up. I, I assumed it was I, thirty. Do we? Okay. I, if it is thirty, I don't think it's that much. If it's more than that, I'm going to look I, it up right now. Um, but I. The, the red flag that he kind of put out there that I, I assume it's a he who did this review um, um, Sammy no, barker
0: apologize.
1: um so which really doesn't tell me anything uh because Sammy could be a boy or a girl
0: um <laughs> or it's it's forty dollars yeah. it's 39.99.
1: It's a little husky for for uh, this kind of experience, but I don't think it's out of the realm of reasonability either. Uh, I, but what I was getting at is that the red flag that I really heard in in what you stated was why the fuck are there puzzle sequences in this game? People literally want to mm. ride a roller coaster and shoot shit. That's all they want to do in this game if they buy it. They don't want to sit – like I don't understand why – it's like or, game – Every game has to have video a puzzle. game developers – Every game has to have puzzle sequences, and it's—I think it's a way for them to artificially manufacture game length. It's like, okay, well, the game's only three hours if we don't have these puzzles. So let's put these fucking puzzles in and make them struggle for a bit. So it takes them four hours to beat. Dude, the, it. and it's like, yeah. okay, well, that would piss me off. Well, the video review—there's the, a lot of shit I don't want to
0: do. Yeah, the video review that I saw on this game—the only puzzles they talked about was that you can get a flare gun. And you have to hit certain targets with the flare gun to open up the door. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing where, like, bad guys keep coming until you hit all the targets with the flare gun. You know what I mean? And it's like, you got to do this. It's like a skill test. It's also kind of like a puzzle. I don't know. But I'm kind of disappointed. You know. But, I mean, they say the boss fights are kind of lame. Like, they're just like bullet sponges and... Their attacks are kind of lame and weird, so they are kind of digging into the gameplay a little bit, you know. Um, they say here, uh, No, here, here's I, I've no. <laughs> Russia Blood was the VR version um, for the first VR. I have noticed a trend, a huge fucking trend in reviewers uh, with supermassive games, comparing every goddamn thing they do to to uh, Until Dawn. In the success of Until Dawn. Now, if you've played the quarry, you would argue, this this is an issue of what came first, Until Dawn or the quarry, right? So, Until Dawn left the impression. Had the quarry come first, they would be saying that Until Dawn couldn't hold a match to the quarry. Those games are one-to-one, both really well made. Um, And I would even argue that, like, not the most recent... uh, Dark Pictures Anthology episode because I haven't played it. But the third one was really, really good. And uh, I think the Quarries stand out. And a lot of us should be able to play it now if you're PS Plus uh, Premium. So it's it's going to be on that. Or is it Extra? It's Plus ex- Extra.
1: I think. I think as long as you have the Extra tier, you can get it. Yes,
0: yes. So it's going to be on Extra. And it's great. So the conclusion on Push Square, this is why I bring this up. It says, Until Dawn continues to elude Supermassive. That's what they started off with. Now, coming from a musician that used to be on a label that was ran by the guys in Hawthorne Heights, every fucking review of our record started off talking about Hawthorne Heights, not our fucking band. And it's like, why are we bringing up Until Dawn and not just talking, Talking about this game for what it is. Um, so it says, Until Dawn continues to elude Supermassive, and now even Rush of Blood appears out of reach. Uh, Switchback VR is a scruffy game. It fails to match up to its well-liked PSVR predecessor, delivering low-budget visuals, lousy combat encounters, and some pretty low-energy level design. There are a handful of memorable moments, and some may find fun in the jump scares, but this should and could have been so much more. I don't disagree, having not even played the game, that you know the bar was set when they had success with the first Rush of Blood Game, um, but why are you comparing it to Until Dawn? I know it was called Until Dawn I, Rush of Blood, but I mean they're they're not comparing it to
1: Until Dawn. They're just saying that the that that they're implying that they haven't been able to make a game with the same impact as Until Dawn since that release.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think the quarry fucking is great. Anyways, um, I don't know, but I, I do have I do obviously in in uh, very awarely uh, have some sort of weird affinity for supermassive games, but this does piss me off because I was really excited for this game, and <laughs> fuck, man, I don't know. I I'm not going to buy it. I'll get it on a sale. It'll go on sale in like a month or two, probably, and if not now, around Halloween. But just so you guys know, um, this was on my this was on my list to buy for VR, and it has now fallen off the list because of these reviews. Even though I feel like they are a little tilted and slanted, I I do think that the graphics suck. Compa- the, the, we we had expectations higher for the graphics. Uh, they, they didn't really do very well with that. And some of their games, like Madan and shit, like, the graphics aren't great in there, but they say, like, the enemy movements and stuff in this Switchback VR are just fucking janky looking. Like, they don't... Mm. They look like... Uh, remember those old games on, like, console where they tried to make things look like real life, and all it was was actually just, like, a movie? <laughs> Oh yeah, what did I can't remember what they. Phantasmagoria called was yeah. one I think. Um, Sega CD might have had that game. Uh, there, there were some games they were
1: called like they were called like VFR games or something like that. I can't, yeah. I can't remember what you're talking.
0: It was something like that. I have the impression that some of the enemies in this game just look like that, and mm. they're not like really realized and rendered. It's just like this weird like m- motion capture that just, I don't know, fuck it, I don't even care I haven't played it, I've watched a lot of videos on it but who the fuck am I until I play it, I'll tell you if when I play it what I think of it, because I will play it, eventually just not now, alright let's get to the next news point uh, Techland right, Techland, the people mm-hmm. who did, uh, what the fuck was it called, Dying Light 2 52 52- yeah, yeah. 40, yeah, so they did Dying Light 2 They came out of the gates with a tweet, and they said, hey, uh, we're working on a narrative-driven fantasy epic with an open world ready to explore. And uh, it's kind of exciting because I like it when studios kind of jump outside of their wheelhouse. But uh, are they a little early on announcing this? Is this why Dying Light got held back for so long? Wait, didn't Dying Light have a ton of different developers also? No, that's uh, that. That was Dead Island. Dead Island. Sorry, I get these two confused. Okay, so all right, so the makers of Dying Light two then um, are working on a an open world fantasy game, which is
1: interesting. I I I am definitely interested to see what they can do. I think they could be successful in this space because a lot of the combat in the Dying Light games are these like custom made fucking melee weapons that you make. So like they could easily probably make a fantasy esque kind of game and i'd be interested to see what kind of game that is um, it's it it's kind of wild to me that like it used to be that in the first person space the only game in town in open world fantasy was the elder scrolls mm. and now after starfield we'll be getting the elder scrolls 6 and also Obsidian is making Avowed, which is in the same vein. And now it looks like Techland is going to make – excuse me – a similar kind of game, which is uh, interesting that we're getting this kind of – I'm not saying that's a ton of games. We're gonna It's going to be across many, many years, but uh, it's cool to see. Like I always like to see this kind of game and I'll be interested to see what they come up with because I, I heard that there was a lot of – uh, bug issues with Dying Light 2 when it came out. Yeah. I think that it's mostly remedied at this point. But, and I've heard it otherwise it's pretty good. But I know that I loved the first one. So, mm-hmm. at some point I'd like to get to it, but we'll just have to see where the cards fall, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it's kind of exciting. I I just, I think main the main thing, and if we were going to do like a show topic, which we're not going to do today, but would be just like if we think it's a good thing or not for studios to kind of venture outside of their wheelhouse, right. When, when taking on new IP, like, you know, we, we see the last or er, naughty dog staying, you know, while the content of their game, their games are different. The uncharted games and the last of Us games they're, It's still very much their wheelhouse story driven third person, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and they know what they're good at, so they lean into it. But I mean, I don't know. I, I like to see studios take a leap. You know what I mean? And just fucking try something way different. Not that this is necessarily way different than Dying Light, um, but it it's different enough. I think. I don't know. I think it'll be cool. I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah,
1: it's always nice to it's always nice to see developers branch out for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a risky move, but it shows confidence. Um, All right, next news point here is Far Cry, Jake. You played Far Cry 5, almost said 4. And uh, they're getting a patch to have this game run at 60 frames per second. Um, It's exciting for a lot of people. I fell asleep last night watching YouTube and I woke up to this guy talking about every Far Cry Cry game ever made. And he was going into detail about the development cycles and why things are better and what characters should have been flushed out that weren't and why this, you know, the one game was only made in two years. And like he was fucking all in, like an hour and a half of him talking about Far Cry. And uh, he knew his really? fucking shit. And I don't know who it was, but uh, I, I kind of woke up and then I fell back asleep. And I woke up and I fell back asleep. And, you know, every time I wake up, he's on a different fucking Far Cry game. I'm like, oh, all right. You played five, right? Yeah, five's my favorite.
1: I think five is so good. I mean I love three. Don't get me wrong. I actually even love – I actually really liked two. I actually really liked the first Jesus. one to be honest even though it's completely different. But I will say that of all of them, I – my personal favorite is Far Cry 5 just because I love the setting. I love the atmosphere. I love like the rural uh, – mountain region of America. I love this religious backstory. I, I love, like, all of this stuff. I love, like, the wild ending. Um,
0: the, uh... Is this about it, so... Let me ask you real quick. Is this the game? Because I woke up and he's talking about a game and he was saying as soon as you get the helicopter, the game's broken. Um, and then he was also saying something about... In this, in this version of Far Cry, I don't remember which one it was, but... There's a mechanic that propels the story forward. It's like you get tranked by the bad guy or something, and then you show up, like you wake up or something, like and you're like there. It like the one of the bad guys. Is
1: I mean is that this game? That's like there's a lot of games where that happens. Far pretty much in game? every single far, pretty much every Far Cry game, at some point you get knocked out and then you wake up and you're like, with the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> and then you escape and then you have to fight him again at some like it, It's just like that happens in all of the ones that I've played. So okay. I don't really know specifically which one you're talking. I don't know. About. Either I mean, then. I can understand someone maybe thinking that the helicopter breaks the game, but they all have. Helicopters and stuff So I, I guess I, I would need more context But that said I do really really Like Far Cry 5 It's kind of surprising to me that it's taken this long For them to get a 60 FPS patch For it But uh, That said <clears throat> I will <throat> um, I will always Advise anyone interested In maybe doing a Far Cry to To do 5 Okay. But I mean if you want if you want like what people like like the quintessential open world Far Cry experience everyone says it's the best one then play like the the re release the remaster of 3. But if you want to play Jake's favorite play 5 cuz I think it's
0: uh I think it's awesome. And then for, for the listeners and for me maybe a little bit too as far as I understand uh none of these games are tied to one another, right? Uh you are correct. I'm trying to think there may be
1: like little elements in the games that kind of call back to each other, sort of like Final Fantasy and stuff like that, but but nothing really that is that is uh you know of consequence.
0: Okay, cool. So you can hop in wherever you want. So anyways, new patch for the Far Cry five game. And uh I like how we put a the in front of Far Cry five. For the Far Cry. Can I? Can I? This, I sound like a parent, like at the store. Uh, can I buy the Far Cry 5? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get these, uh, these uh, timestamps written down here while I'm thinking and talking and writing. Um, anybody who has PS Plus Extra, which we have, Jake. Uh, I know a lot of people bought up and have it now. March is going to be giving us even more freebies to be playing and good ones at that. We kind of went over some of these, but not all of these. So I just want to remind the listeners, there's one on here that I'm real excited about that what I don't think was on the list last time, Um, that brand new game Chia that came out, TCHIA, not to be confused with Chia Pets, Um, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection will be available to play. Immortals Phoenix Rising which Jake is bonkers about, Rainbow Six Extraction which I would love to actually learn how to play, Ghostwire Tokyo which I have heard is kind of a uh a sleeper hit. You know, people I think are now saying Ghostwire Tokyo is like really really good. Um the general consensus. Now this is the one I really want to play, Life is Strange True Colors. I really like the Life is Strange games. I'm excited that that's out now for me to download and play. Life Strange 2, which was a good game. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Now, here comes another one. Street Fighter V Champion Edition. I will get into some Street Fighter V. Untitled Goose Game. uh, Not really interested. Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Rage 2 on the PS4. Not a bad one. Neo: The World Ends With You and Haven. It's a nice list of games for Plus members. Plus extra members, I should say. I was actually thinking about downloading the
1: Legacy of Thieves collection and replaying through Uncharted 4. Because I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah, dude. And uh, I kind of want to revisit it and see how my opinion of it has changed, if it has changed. Mm -hmm. Because I played through the first three like once every couple of years just because I enjoy those games so much. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't tell you the last time I played Uncharted 4. So I'd be interested to kind of check that out again. Um, as always, uh, I like Immortals Phoenix Rising. I really want to play Ghostwire Tokyo. That might be um a soon to play for me. Uh and and to be honest, that new game Chia does look cool.
0: Yeah, it so, does. So I don't know. Is. I
1: might I might look into it a little bit. We'll have to see. I, I wanna look see some more see some more content about it. Mm-hmm. But it does look pretty interesting, kind of like a <clears throat> more of a lighthearted kind of experience, which is something that I need from time to time. I agree. Um, but yeah, every this is a is a pretty pretty awesome list.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about new games now that are coming out this week, and then uh, we're gonna wrap things up pretty soon afterwards. Did
1: you see? I, I know you didn't have it on the list here, but did you see that? I apparently famed Sony executive Shuhei Yoshida. Is being awarded the BAFTA Fellowship.
0: No, I didn't know. Which that. is
1: like, which is like uh, the UK's highest honor for like the S- Society of Film and Arts and Television, or whatever. Good for him, it is. Um, yeah, like the like other gaming people that have won it are like Hideo Kojima, and um, I'm trying to think of who else who else won it. But like other people that have won it that people know are like Alfred Hitchcock and fucking Stanley Kubrick and mm. Charlie Chaplin. So like he's he won an award with like the he he's in an uh, in kind of like god tier company as far as the arts are concerned in the UK, which is interesting. Cuz he's a he's a beloved figure in the Sony space and we kind of haven't seen much of him in the past 3 or 4 years since Herman Holst took over as the lead of um, Sony Worldwide Studios. So it's cool to see him kind of honored in this way, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome news. I did see something about it, but I I didn't put it in the notes. I don't know why I didn't. Um, Maybe for just trying to, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I meant to. But yeah, very good. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, Let's talk about new games. New games coming out this week. March 14th. Happy Busadai. Basude I don't know what that means. Uh, the Legends of Heroes. Trails to Azure. The Wreck. And Vernal Edge. March 15th. We're getting Blade of Darkness. Kung Fury. Street Rage. Jesus. Ultimate Edition. Uh, Tricky Thief. in Woken Lords of Mayhem. March 16th. Alice Gear Igis. C.S. Concerto of Simulatrix. It's a fucking mouthful. Uh, Anno 1800, console edition. Arcade Archives, Thunder Scepter 2. Arise, a simple story. Backbeat, Chenzo Club, Gorn for PSVR 2, which I think is like an arena fighting game or something. Um, My Little Prince, a Jigsaw Puzzle Tale, Post Void, And The Dark Pictures Switchback. March 17th, Anti-Gravity Racing, Demon Hunter Chronicles from Beyond, Faircroft's Antiques, The Mountaineer's Legacy, First Time in Paris, Montgomery Fox in the Case of the Diamond Necklace, and Montgomery Fox in the Case of the Missing Ballerinas, Peppa Pig World Adventures, The Guys, in WWE 2K23. So those are your games. Don't really have anything to say about any of those. No. I uh, to be honest with
1: you, I almost like want to just quit reading them on the show. Yeah. <laughs> because like most of these games nobody cares about. And I, I I sorry, that's hyperbole. Obviously there are people that probably care about every single one of these games. But it's like Every week we read fucking 30 games and we've only heard of maybe
0: two of them. But
1: I will say this. Or if it's been like a wild week, maybe five of them.
0: I agree. I agree mostly with the sentiment. But I do think there have been games that even us, even we, Jake, have been surprised when we've been drawn to look into them. And we're like, oh, shit, that's kind of cool. It looks kind of cool. Like we've had a couple of those moments and just for the sake of having those moments, I think that we must continue um, because you never know. Our listeners might have forgotten and had their, uh, you know, something was on their radar. And then we can just say, oh, by the way, this is coming out. You know what I mean? We can say, hey, this is coming out or this is, has been released. I don't know, dude. We can get into the closing. Um, I don't really have a whole lot that I want to close off with except uh, apologies first and foremost that there wasn't a whole lot to talk about and I've not been playing a lot of games. Now, I I don't feel obliged to play PlayStation games because we do the podcast. We've talked about that, but I like to have something new to talk about for the listeners and with you. I like to discuss new things and Mass Effect 3 has really chewed through a lot of my life lately, and uh, I'm getting to the point where I kind of want to just move things along. Um, I'm fast-forwarding through some of the dialogue at this point. Uh, I'm, I've got the captions up, so I'm reading real fast. Boom. Reading it before they can say it, you know? Yeah. Just trying to yeah. get through it. Um, and, I, and I'll and i save my commentary on that for the Mass Effect 2 and 3 podcast we're going to do. And I... I have every intent on beating Moss 2 this week. I have a lot of intentions on getting some parts of my bathroom ready for the renovation. And I have a lot of intentions on getting the music shit together and finishing up vocals on the record. And, uh, you know, it's, it's this podcast has always been a labor of love. Um, we like to talk about video games. We are very happy that everybody is along for the ride with us who've decided to jump in. And, uh, you know, it's – I don't know. I i feel that we we definitely are beholden to doing it every week. And, uh, you know, I just wish there was more to talk about this week. But maybe that will change next week. Pretty lackluster week in news. Yeah, the
1: last couple weeks have been kind of slow. I mean – on the, if anybody's interested, the on the Xbox side they uh, announced the Starfield release date for September this year, so that's cool for me personally. But as far as like PlayStation news, we're kind of in a, a smidgen of a drought here. I have to imagine sometime in the next couple of months we're going to see a hopefully a state of play or something to kind of announce some new some new stuff. But until then. We kind of have to just, if we don't want to talk about fucking Activision Blizzard, we'll have to just keep (sighs) talking about, uh, you know, whatever else we can find, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. Have a nice week this week. We'll be back next Monday with more PlayStation conversation. And uh, that wraps up episode 268. And uh, maybe I'm being a little hard on us right now, but it, it was not my favorite episode. But I'm still a little under the weather, so. That's where I'm at in life, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else. I I popped a thousand silver trophies, man. Share us your trophies. Let us know what you yeah. what you got. Oh, I was gonna say real quick. On you talked about uh, doing the uh, Uncharted Four. Speaking of trophies, that is the only Uncharted game I have not platinumed. Um. Yeah. Same here. I, mm. it
1: had it had some annoying trophies that I just didn't feel like doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I didn't get the platinum in that one,
0: dude. Lost Lost Legacy was really bad. Did you platinum that? It was just one? annoying to have to do. That. Yeah,
1: just having to redo that open world part was just super.
0: Fun. Dude, the, you have to drive from one end to the other
1: in like two seconds. Yeah, it was that part sucked.
0: Yeah, yeah, it took me quite a while. Anyways, eh, let's let let's let everybody go. So thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back next Monday, like I said before. So like Valkyrie Chronicles, Valkyria Chronicles, or is that Valkyrie? Valkyria No,
1: it's Valkyria. I just spelled it wrong. Valkyria
0: Chronicles, <laughs> Vampire, and Vanquish.
1: P.S. P.S. This is This awesome.
0: is awesome.